Okay, well, welcome. This is our Guest Grace and Gratitude Forum call. This is a monthly call, and I'm your host, Vanessa Hunter, and I want to thank you for joining us on this Sunday evening. I know that Sundays are, are sacred, and a lot of us take a little time off on Sunday evenings, but it is also a time for me for personal development and introspection and that type of thing. So that's why I love, love, love this call on a Sunday evening, because it allows me some me time. So listen, before I introduce you to our dynamic Guts, Grace, and Gratitude Forum panel, I want to let you know that you can listen to all of our calls, including the podcast, at gutsgraceandgratitude.podbean.com. That's gutsgraceandgratitude.podbean.com. And we'd love to hear your feedback also in the comments section of GGG Forum. So if you're not a part of both of those uh, areas, get, definitely zoom on over there. And like I said, you can listen to all of these forum calls and our podcasts on gutsgraceandgratitude.podbean.com. All right. As we learned from our call last month and the month before, our time together is going to fly by this evening. So we're going to dig right in here. And I want to introduce you to your Guts, Grace, and Gratitude panel. Um, first of all, let's start here. I have a, an enormous amount of respect for this woman who very quietly but very diligently works behind the scenes to make sure that others shine. She is a strong leader, a true team player. Phoebe Trotman embarked on her network marketing career in 2006. She's been breaking records ever since then. And so right now she lives in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Welcome to the call, Phoebe. Thanks so much, Vanessa. I'm honored to be here. All right. My next uh, guest panelist, uh, this is a busy stay-at-home mom, and she's a thriving entrepreneur. And I'll tell you what, she is really good at hiding her tough-as-nails business savvy behind her gentle demeanor. Melissa Barlock spearheads an incredible team, which began in Canada and is quickly spreading across the world. Melissa and her husband, John, are raising two beautiful children, Braden and Lauren, in Oakville, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the call, Melissa. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, ladies. So happy to be here. Hello, hello. All right. Next, uh, this lady comes to us as a professional singer who has just returned from touring with the New York City Ballet in Paris, France. We should all be so lucky. So, um, but despite her beautiful voice, I believe this, her true talent lies in listening. Jules Price is a passionate, passionate person about helping others listen to life, and she, she parlays this uh, inherent talent that she has into a very lucrative career, building a thriving network along the way. She currently resides in Sarasota, Florida with her husband, Jeremy. Welcome to the call, Jules. Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you so much, ladies. All right, and missing from our panel this evening is Callie Teagarden. She is off enjoying a little rest and relaxation in Napa Valley. And although she isn't on the call, she has been a part of our discussion surrounding tonight's topic. So um, she's passed on her feedback to all of us, and we will weave in her nuggets of wisdom in our discussion this evening. So welcome to the call, everybody. Let's get started. Our topic this evening is edification. And I'll tell you what, when I mentioned this to a group of people just the other day, I said, what do you know about edification? And immediately some of their heads went straight down to their phones, and I knew that they were Googling edification. <laughs> they were Googling what it meant. So, so uh, let me share this with you. Edification, by definition, means to build someone up. 
And in the sense that we're exploring this topic this evening, we'll be discussing how to properly edify someone um, when you're making introductions, whether it's introductions from one person to another or introducing speakers in a more um, professional or more formal environment. We'll also be exploring the challenges of being on the receiving end of edification because we ladies are not always good at accepting compliments. And um, I have a few little uh, examples to share with you all this evening about how bad we are at accepting compliments. So <laughs> let's jump right in here. Um, Phoebe, I want to start with you because you and I were laughing a little while ago about um, having great experiences with people introducing you and then having not so great experiences with being introduced in front of a crowd. And uh, do you have any stories or anything you can share with us about things that have happened to you, whether it's good, bad, or, or neutral? I do. Thank you so much, Vanessa. And again, I just appreciate uh, you creating this forum for us to come and come on and, and share this topic and discuss it because it is such an important part. And one of the things I think with edification, why it's so important, is it just it sets the tone. It sets the tone for what the the next experience is going to be. And I think the easiest way, I mean, is let's just have some fun and I mean, do a little bit of an example. So you know, you guys, okay, let's say I'm at an event and I'm about to introduce. Is it okay if we do something like that? Because I think it Absolutely. illustrates the point. Yes. Okay, so beautifully is okay. So let's say um, I'm going to give two scenarios. Okay, so we have scenario one. So scenario one, I'm on stage. I'm about to introduce someone. So it's ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together. This person needs no introduction. She's awesome, Vanessa Hunter, and everyone claps. Okay, so that's scenario one. Or scenario two, ladies and gentlemen, I am. So excited for the next presenter who's coming out. This woman has over 22 experiences, 20 years, 22 years of experience in operations, sales, marketing. Just to give you one quick example, in her last company, she was part of the reason that the company grew over 300% in one year. We are so blessed and fortunate to have this woman come to stage. Get your pen and paper out. You're going to want to take a lot of notes. She is fun. She's explosive. She's inspiring people all over the world. Please help me. Welcome the incredible, the brilliant, the dynamic Vanessa Hunter. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> so those are just two simple examples. And, you know, you look at scenario one, and it's like, okay, you guys, hey, guess who's coming up? And scenario two. Scenario two sets that tone not only for the presenter who's coming up, who, you know, feels great at, with that intro, but also at the, everyone in the audience, everyone is, is setting that tone for what's going to happen. It's laying that foundation of, hey, you guys, we're, we are really lucky to have this person. And that's just an example from, you know, a stage, but it's the same thing when we're introducing someone in a one-on-one. -on -one. Now, we may not go into all those details, and we'll probably talk a little bit about that as well, too, but it's still, it's just that nice connection. It, it bridges the, the everybody, whether it's in the audience or you're doing a one-on-one -on -one introduction in terms of connecting them and and again, I just go back to it really does set the tone. And I'd love for you guys to share a little bit about, you know, both scenarios because we've all been on both sides of them and how you felt or you feel kind of with both scenarios and how that happens and how it affects, I mean, the whole presentation and, and then some. So, Jules, jump in because I know that you have all kinds of stories and both in your professional career and uh, and, and with with our company, tell me tell me about some of your experiences, both on the receiving end and uh, and edifying somebody. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I love what Phoebe just said because that that's always been kind of a 
a frustration of mine when there's so many times where someone on stage says, this next speaker um, <laughs> needs no introduction, and I'm like, uh, actually, that's not true, because there's, all, <laughs> there's always people in the audience that, of course, don't know that person, and even right. if... Even if everybody did, it's still um, the whole point of edification and an introduction is to, you know, everyone's kind of in on the joke in a way. Like It's like you, you hear this these accomplishments of that person and you feel proud. You it, it kind of reconnects you to why you're proud to be there and all that stuff that you're just kind of cutting short if you say, this person needs no introduction. Um, but anyway. And um, I, feel uh, like, I feel like that's a bit of a cop-out when somebody says that. I feel like. It is. <laughs> I, I feel like and you know what, either they haven't done their homework or they're not sure what to yeah. say. To be honest with you, I, and this is something I thought about for this topic tonight, I, I believe, and I have been guilty of it too, that sometimes it's like someone hasn't thought it out ahead of time. And so they're suddenly introducing someone and they're making it up on the spot and they do a really lame job. And I, I'm totally guilty of that too. Sometimes at an opportunity meeting, I haven't even decided who I'm calling up yet. And then while I'm introducing them, I'm thinking about what I'm saying about them. And I, I you know, we have all done it. But I've been at pretty big events where it's pretty clear that the introduction has not been very well thought out. Uh, one of my, you know, and again, I, I like I've, uh, we've all had both sides of it, like you said. But one mm -hmm. of the things that I'll never forget is, and it, it hit home for me, the importance of edification, was when I was training at an event with a male trainer, the two of us together got introduced, and he got introduced first. And the person introducing us had no no trouble introducing him. I mean, he went on and on and on, a top income author, blah, 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 and, like, every kind of accomplishment. And he said, um, and you need to listen to every word he says. And then this person introduced me and said where I was from and that I had a smile that lights up the room. Now, at that time... I was also a top income earner. I had also written a book. It was like I had everything, and I happen to think that people should listen to what I say. <laughs> no, but okay. But but it was like everything that he had said about that person, and then I got the smile thing. And I, right. I went up on stage, like, ready to give my talk, and I was already mortified. And the biggest thing was that it wasn't an ego thing. It's not like I need to – let everyone know that it was that this audience didn't know me and right. this person did not take good care of making sure that that you know they're even going to care about what I have to say because it was just it was just everything was kind of thrown out the window so I I was when I got off stage I, I had to like kind of take a moment I left the room and I was like wow you know that was the first time I really experienced an incredibly poor introduction and how it made me feel but also how it made me feel during the training that I didn't feel like people necessarily gave me the same weight of this other person that had that that, that all his qualifications had sort of been laid out so um, and, and something that you said, Vanessa, too, that I think is kind of cool about just the word edifying in general. It comes from a Latin word, as you said, to build, but it's also, um, literally to build a, to erect a house. And I, yes. or a temple. And I think that's what it is. It's like erecting the foundation for what that person is about to go and do and say. And if you throw it away by not doing your homework or not giving some thought to it, um, it's not going to be as strong a presentation that, you know, and, and the people receiving it aren't going to receive it necessarily in the same light that they would have if you had done your job to erect that, the weight of it. Right. 
So you're absolutely right. So I believe that when you're introducing a speaker on a stage, it's your job to really paint the picture as to why why the speaker is an expert, why you should listen to that person. You need to pique the audience's interest and give them enough information so that they so that they're not trying to figure out where to pigeonhole the speaker for the first five minutes of the speech, you know. They they already <laughs> yeah. have that information. They've been given that. And so it, it it really is important. But it's also important because I'm sure there are people out there listening right now going, okay, well, I am never going to – I won't be introducing anyone on stage. So how does this apply to me? And this is what – I'd like to talk about the fact that it's it's so important – when you're whether you're doing calls, three-way calls with your upline, whether you're doing calls with um, with just two people that have never met before, or people in person when you're at events, it is vitally important that you master the skills of doing a proper introduction. First of all, people will love you for it because you'll be the one they want to have introduce you all over the place. Um, so they'll love you for it. But the second thing is that it really also speaks to your professionalism and your knowledge and your etiquette and all of the things that that will increase your credibility as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, sometimes people, um, like, they feel like they're not speakers or they don't know how to do that, especially, like, let's say they're just doing a three-way call. Um, but there's some really easy things that you can kind of um, focus on. Like, like one of the things I was thinking about is if you if you focus on some attributes of the person, you know that mm-hmm. you're let's say you're you're calling a friend and you want to introduce them to your upline, and um, even if your upline isn't like some huge top builder, you can use words like you know she's committed, she's or or he he or she is you know knowledgeable or driven or motivated or passionate, um, making it happen, sees you know sees the opportunity and has vision, mm-hmm. loves to have fun. Those are the kinds of things that, because um, one of the things that you're, I love this sentence that I read, that the goal of edifying is to create enthusiasm and curiosity by being sincere and specific. I mm-hmm. love that. because, And I'll say that again. It's to create enthusiasm and curiosity by being sincere and specific. And I think that you can do that without having to list, you know, all these huge um accomplishments, but even just listing some attributes can really help someone kind of get excited about what this person has to say. Um, obviously, you want to emphasize their, you know, their achievements, if they have achievements within the organization. You can point out their successes in a past business, you know, even just, you know, by saying, oh, they were a successful lawyer, and now they're determined and excited. You know, it, it just gives them that credibility. Um, edify their skills, their their good qualities, and then you can even tell a quick story about something, about how they've helped others or helped you achieve something. But those are all ways that even just in, you know, in a three-way call or in a, in a you know, a webinar or a meeting that you can introduce somebody, um, you know, and just kind of the specific, specific things to say. Right. Yeah, that's all. Those are awesome tips. That's awesome. Hey, I, I want to bounce over to Melissa really quickly because I know Melissa, you've been introduced many, many times, whether it's on conference calls, webinars, um, all across the world. You've been introduced on the stage. What is the difference in the way you feel when somebody does a good job introducing you versus when they don't really set the stage and they don't do a good job? What is the way? What is the difference, if there is one? in the way you present after that introduction? Well, I think, um, well, it, cre- it, it creates that enthusiasm for myself. I mean, it, it makes you feel 
Um, yeah, wow, proud of your own accomplishments. And, yeah, I, I guess I am those things. And, actually, it's funny you say that because initially when people started introducing me, I was – and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I had a hard time hearing those things because I've never been very good at accepting compliments. And that's actually something in this profession that I've had to learn because I realize how important edification is, and I've had to teach my team about edification because I realize it really is that kind of secret weapon in this in this industry. So um, it, it was actually very uncomfortable for me to be to be spoken that way because I've never been good at accepting compliments. So, um, but I'll tell you, it does feel great, and it creates that it sets that tone, just like Jules and Phoebe had mentioned. It creates and sets that tone, and uh, it gives you that excitement and enthusiasm. And of course, you know, when somebody's saying something really nice about you, it just completely elevates your 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 attitude and your positivity and your energy. So it definitely creates and sets the tone there. Absolutely. One of the things that I wanted to add, if I can, if I can kind of go a little bit back, we talk about edification of going up on stage and three-way calls and webinars. Another thing is that I like to encourage is edifying your upline, even if your upline's not around. And one of the reasons oh, is, especially good. especially if you're new to this business, and this is one of the things I like to teach my, my newer team members, especially, you know, the very new to the business, is make sure that you are edifying. Because in the beginning, you don't have that um, that that credibility yet. So you want to build up your up, upline so that you are creating that um, that curiosity, like um, Jules said, that curiosity, that enthusiasm, because they're going to want to get to know that successful person. And then when they get to know you, they think, oh, yeah, okay, well, they were right. You know, the person who's introducing me to, to the rough line, they were totally right about that. So then they automatically have that um, credibility by association, which is really, really important. And, uh, you know, I, I've actually, since you you brought up this topic for this call, which I think is so important because I think it's that secret weapon that most of us don't use or leverage. And I will tell you that I did kind of like um like an inventory of, of you know, some of my top leaders in, in my organization. And and I realized that the ones that are that are leveraging the edification and, uh, you know, edifying um, the upline, they seem to be doing better in their business. And it's funny because I never actually sat down and took an inventory of that. And the ones who are really leading are the ones who are creating really, really good at edifying um, their upline, but also they're the ones who are building amazing, massive teams because I think it also builds that um, that team atmosphere. I think Jules mm-hmm. was saying or Phoebe was saying about building that foundation, that temple. Well, that's exactly what it's doing is it's, it's it's letting the person know that's considering or who's just joined the business that they're they're a part of something bigger and they're a mm-hmm. part of something where people care and that they're you know we all respect and um, we all respect each other we're all working together towards a common goal and it creates that platform which I absolutely love so I totally agree with that totally agree with that Phoebe you wanted to jump in yeah talk to obviously being on um Melissa with what you're sharing. The other part of it too, and I think it's a really important part, is edifying new team members because yes, it, you know when we when we look at edifying speakers and trainers and and introductions and may have all these um different success stories, but it's also planting the seed and edifying our new business partners. And it can be as simple as what Jules talked about, the attributes, or saying, hey, you know, I'm super excited to introduce you to Rosalia. Rosalia just joined our team, and within the first week, she's been inviting people and saying, you know, and whatever it is, 
and she's excited about where she's going in the business, and we as a team are so honored that she chose to be a part of what we're creating. Because that edification of that new person, it builds them up, which is equally as important as the, the upline edification as well, too. And I think that's a piece that sometimes, um, sometimes gets missed, and it's so vitally important in creating that strong team culture and letting that person know, hey, we appreciate you. And again, it sets that tone that we have expectations for you, too. You're part of our team, and we're excited you're part of the team. And especially when you're introducing someone brand new to other um, team members or guests or whoever it may be, to make sure that we're equally edifying that person and letting know that we have, and again, if they're brand new, share why you're excited for them to be a part of your team because of what they're going to create because it also plants that seed, which is vitally important as well, too. It is. That, that's a great point, Phoebe. And we have to remember also that we are, we're an incredible profession. Network marketing is an incredible profession. We are, as a, as a rule, we are really good at supporting each other, at lifting each other up. But in the general workforce, that's not always the case. And so when people come to network marketing for the first time, when they get introduced to this business or this profession, they often come from a place where they haven't had a lot of accolades. They haven't had a lot of recognition. They haven't had a lot of pats on the back and, and you know, well done and, and a lot of support from either from their boss or from their peers. And in this business, we are really good at that. I think in general, we're really, really good at that. And so it, it all of a sudden, that's another reason for your prospect or your new person to feel even more a part of the team, feel even more welcome and comfortable, is that finally they're getting some recognition for the things that they do very, very well. Absolutely. <laughs> so true. Uh, I was thinking about, <laughs> Vanessa, about, about how um, in real life, <laughs> outside of, you know, network marketing, <laughs> where it's like all positive, um, the only times people ever edify each other are, you know, if you're giving a speech at a wedding, um, if you're writing a recommendation for somebody, or if you're, if you're trying to set someone up on a blind date. Like, those are the only times that you, like, talk someone up. Uh, right. The rest of the time in life, like, it, it, there's just not a lot of opportunities or even, like, you know, people kind of try to make themselves look better and, and so that doesn't involve lifting someone else up or, you know. So, I mean, right. it's why it's awkward for a lot of people because they're it not is. used to thinking of, you know, how can I make this person feel elevated? Um, they just they just don't put it into practice. Um, I try to do it with even, you know, on a three-way call with mm -hmm. a prospect by, like, kind of what Phoebe was saying um edifying that new team member by saying, even if they're brand new, saying, you know, hey, Lisa, you know, you're in great hands with Vanessa. She's one of the strongest leaders on my team. You know, make sure you listen to, you know, do, listen to everything she says to do because she's headed in an awesome direction. You're going to love working with her, you know, that kind of stuff so that um, even if that business builder is brand new, they're already getting that edification from you and their prospects hearing that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we all know that um, <laughs> that our, our friends and family members just naturally are like the people least likely to listen to, <laughs> you know, listen to us. And so by having like a third party edify to a new prospect, that, that just totally sets that respect and credibility automatically. Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely does. So a couple of things, and, and you ladies have touched on these, but I just want to uh, weave it back in in summation here before we move on to the next section, is, which is how 
abysmal we are at accepting edification. <laughs> so, but I want to touch on, so when you're introducing somebody, whether it's in a situation where you're one-on-one, -on -one, whether you're introducing a speaker, whether you're introducing um, people, and like Melissa said, even people that aren't there, edifying your upline, when you're doing that, make sure that you touch on their experience and accomplishment, accomplishments. Um, make sure that you weave in either a story about how you met them or, or something to do with something to bring some relevance to the situation. How do you know this person? And then if you can, and this is, this might be the, um, the next level or edification 2.0, if you will. Um, if you can weave in any facts that have to do with uh, that your audience might be able to relate to. So if the person you're introducing uh, shares the, a common background with the person you're introducing them to, or if they um, it, it maybe came from the same area of the country, or maybe they came from um, the same school, or maybe they have the same hobbies or interests, or anything that you can do that will weave in some common ground or something that they share together will also cement that relationship and, and create that instant um, common bond so that people have something to talk about. This is particularly important when you're doing a one-on-one -on -one introduction because you don't want to stand there and, and have to facilitate the entire conversation. So if you, um, rather than just saying, hey, Peter, this is Paul, hey, Paul, this is Peter, okay, you guys chat, I'm out of here. Rather than doing something like that, if you can, if you can paint the picture and say, hey, you know, Peter, have you met Paul? Paul's the head of the French Connection. Peter, might, you might be interested in knowing that Paul just returned from a trip to France, blah, 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 blah. If you can connect them on some level, then all of a sudden they have something to talk about in your absence. And that's so very important, again, for making people feel welcome, making people feel a part of something. It's all of these little, little things, these little details that make such a huge difference to people. Okay, so moving on. Oh, and here's what not to do really, really quickly. Don't, don't fib. Don't don't misrepresent facts or figures. Don't say anything you don't believe. Don't just make things up because then you will you just will come across as, as someone who's not being honest, and and that all of a sudden creates all kinds of problems on its own. So uh, so those that's just a couple of things what not to do. All right, ladies, let's talk about some of the things that I have heard, and these are things I have heard. I've been writing this down, knowing this was our topic. I've been writing these down for the past couple of weeks. And uh, let's not shout out if you heard them as well, because <laughs> some of these things you may have heard too. Um, so I don't want to put any names to any of these things, but I heard somebody compliment somebody not too long ago, and um, it was a man, and he complimented a woman's dress. And she literally turned around, and she goes, oh, this old thing? <laughs> so, how many of you have done that? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty, well, guilty. <laughs> I've also heard all kinds of things. I mean, I can go down the list. Nice hair. Oh, it's a mess today. Uh, somebody said, oh, you look great today. And they said, oh, you mean I don't look great every day? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Again, another, way, another way of deflecting, right? Somebody else, um, somebody else said, uh, uh, oh, I heard someone, this I overheard in the grocery store. Someone was talking and they said, oh, you know what? I really love listening to your voice. And the lady literally responded, really? Because my husband thinks it's nasally. 
Oh, man. <laughs> so, these are the things we do and say all the time. Do you have any examples, ladies? Do you have anything? I have done it. I do it all the time when people – I try not to, and I catch myself, and I admire people that can just take a compliment and suck it up and just – you know, live in that moment. I am just, I'm not the best at that. Does anyone else have any stories that things that you've done or said or, or things that have happened to you? Well, Vanessa, it's Melissa here. I, you know what, it's funny, I'm laughing because all of these examples, it seems, you know, it's, I'm completely guilty of them because when I, I had, I just admitted when I was at a, you know, at a fight on stage, it, I, it was really hard for me. And just as a, it's really hard to accept compliments. And I don't know whether that's an upbringing or whether, you know, those are my own stories in my head, but it's something that I've had to get over because it seems that I'm always trying to deflect. So if somebody says, oh, you know, you look good, you have a great dress, your shoes, it's almost like, mm -hmm. you know, we try to downplay it for some reason. And Why do I, we do that? Why I know, and I've, I've tried not to do it, and I've actually, it's, I've tried not to do it because of this. I actually heard, I, I don't know whether I heard it or I read it, and this changed everything for me. When I heard that when you don't accept a compliment, you're taking away the other person's ability to, um, to feel good, right? So ah. if somebody gives you a compliment and you completely deflect or you don't accept that compliment, then in fact, you're, you're throwing it back, you're, you're not allowing them to, the ability to, to make them feel good for making you feel good. And right. so when I realized that it was taking away from somebody else, that's when I realized it was that I just need to say thank you and accept. And so it wasn't until then that I was able to really, truly accept, accept something because you're, you're not giving the other person the benefit of, of, of being able to, to, to say something nice, to, to fill somebody's bucket. And it's so true because when I say something nice to somebody, I truly mean it and I truly want them to feel good. So if somebody is going to deflect or not believe you or say something, you know, maybe negative back, then it, then it completely um, takes away from the person that's giving. So that for me was a big, was a big thing and uh, something that I've had to personally work on. Wow, that's, mm. that is really, I love the way you position that. I love that, that you're taking away from somebody else or, to, which is so true. If I give someone a compliment and they blow it off, then all of a sudden I feel kind of silly. <laughs> so it's true. I, I, think, I mean, I, go ahead, Jules. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think that, um, you know, there's such a strong human nature, at least, you know, ten, tendency in women, to have that be the thing that shows that you have humility. Like if somebody says, oh, you look so pretty today, and be like, oh, no, you know, or, because you want to show that you have humility instead of, like, coming across as, oh, thank you. Yes, I do look beautiful. You know, like, and so it's like you're always riding this fine line because we're told we're supposed to love ourselves but not too much. We're supposed to be confident but be, you know, have humility. We're supposed to believe in ourselves but not admit it too loudly. <laughs> we're supposed to, you know, we don't want to make other people feel bad about themselves. And, like, so if you're, you know, if you're raised to think it's arrogant to say something positive about yourself, it makes it really hard to accept a compliment. And, and you know, people have they have all these things like from their background and all these things from their childhood and, and in their own minds. Typically, a lot of women still feel like we're less than 
something, less than someone else, less than what we should, we feel like we should be, less than what, you know, someone else said. <laughs> and it's a big problem because we're always measuring ourselves. So the minute someone says something nice, you feel like you have to balance it out because you don't want to appear like you're accepting that compliment and that you believe that too much about yourself. Mm, that's a good point. That's a really good point. What about, is it different for, for women? And Phoebe, let me ask you this. Is it different for you whether or not a man or a woman compliments you on anything, whether it's appearance or, or your presentation or anything? Does it matter what, where that compliment is coming from? Personally, I don't find it matters where it's coming from. I think my biggest thing is, is it, you know, what are we getting complimented on? Like, if it's a genuine compliment or it's just like, hey, you look great. It's like, okay, thank you. But, you know, or the presentation was awesome. Good job. But it's like, well, what about it was, was that, that mm. you enjoy? You do know it. So part of it, I find, um, is when we're giving a compliment. And it really is. I mean, it's something to think about. When we give a compliment to someone, we are giving, that's a gift. There, someone mm -hmm. is giving you a gift, and it's the same thing if you think about a physical gift. If someone were to give you a physical gift, you wouldn't just push it right back and go, hey, you know, you take it. You know, you would accept it, and it's the same thing with a compliment. And when we look at it, a compliment really is a gift. So I think it's, it's I'm fine either way. It's, it's where's, what the, where the compliment's coming from, from a genuine factor. Is it something specific that, and I think that's something that, um, it, it, it can be a challenge on accepting it if, you, if you're feeling like you don't deserve that particular compliment or you're not sure why you're getting that compliment. I think that's something where sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge. But I also look at it as that it's a gift. So if someone's giving that to you, it, it's a nice thing to do is to accept it and allow it to be accepted and, and say thank you and let them know that you appreciate them reaching out and saying that to you. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I think that a lot of people are looking for that reassurance a lot of especially women we're looking for that reassurance we're looking for that nod and then when we get it we we have a hard time accepting it I think that the world changes dramatically or we change dramatically if we can learn to accept those compliments and learn to see ourselves through others eyes and because we're all looking for it. everybody wants to be loved and accepted right that's just a standard you know psych 101 everybody's looking for acceptance and so when you are getting that acceptance and in the form of a compliment, in the form of extra attention, that type of thing, I don't think that – I don't think we have the right to reject it. I think that we have to accept it. Like Melissa said, it, it's, it's not – it's like pushing that gift away. Um, and I know a lot of people have a fear – of, like Jules said, appearing arrogant or appearing as though they're bragging or appearing um, it, it just kind of full of themselves, and that is not the case. If somebody's giving you a compliment, it you're not that person. We don't compliment people that we think are arrogant, you know? We just don't do it. So you can accept it, humbly accept it, <laughs> but but don't deflect it. And I think if we work on that, then, and if we work on finding things like you mentioned, Phoebe, being specific in your compliments, not, hey, that was a great presentation, but, hey, I really enjoyed it when you said blah, blah, blah. It really made me think of da-da-da, whatever, so that you can give what you enjoyed about it, what the result was. A genuine and specific compliment comes across as so much more meaningful, I think. Anyone else? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that, that that also makes it easier to take the compliment because, 
like what Phoebe said, I love how she said that it matters whether you believe it about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, of how, of how you're able to accept it. And I think that that's, that's huge. And if, you know, if you worked really hard on a presentation and someone was really specific about what they liked about it and they're like, I like this, this, the way you, you know, were creative here and I liked this quote that you used and, you know, you're much more likely to, to be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much and really appreciate that feedback because it was specific to what you did and you, you know, you, um, probably connected to those certain things in your presentation as well. But if someone just goes, good job, you know, thanks, it's like, <laughs> it's all, it's just like, it's so superficial that you don't even really feel like they've, <laughs> they even listen like to the, what you That's like the fly-by think. compliment, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great Looking job. Good. Look like you're having fun up there. That's one of the big jokes in the performing industry. Like, if you go see a show and it's horrible, but you have to see the person afterwards and you have to say something nice, you go, looks like you're having a good time up there. <laughs> Which is like the worst compliment in the whole world, and everybody knows that means that they know you hated it. But <laughs> so no, okay, so nobody say that to Jewel. Never say looks like you're having fun up there. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> On Broadway, so that's like the kiss of death. <laughs> that is funny, and I would never know that. So I hope I've never said that. <laughs> Yeah, never, ever say that to anyone, ever. <laughs> Lesson learned. Now we heard it. We won't say that to you, Jules. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, we're Oh, gosh. We're winding down on our time already, and I could talk about this topic for ages. Anyone have any, any last thoughts on, on um, introducing people, accepting compliments, anything, any last words of wisdom? I'll just say one thing more, uh, real quick, Vanessa. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about how what we say matters. Like, what comes out of our own mouths matter. What's in our own minds matter. And mm-hmm. when, when we are self-deprecating, you know, when we say, what we say affects not only what we think, but how we behave and how we feel about ourselves. And so the minute something flies out of your mouth that's negating what someone just said or that's negative about yourself to, so that you feel like you're demonstrating humility, um, you're you're affecting yourself and one of the best things that we can all do is to learn how to accept compliments with guts grace and gratitude you know and just yes. and just um make that a part of your everyday you know sort of commitment to yourself because if you're if you have negative thoughts if you have ne- if you say negative things that's all going to affect your success and the way you feel about yourself that's a great point that's a really great point, Jill. But that's one thing I would just say, too, in, in closing with the edification process, if you're not sure, like let's say it is you are introducing someone, whether it is, again, a presentation or you're, you know, you're introducing your upline when they're not even there. That was a great point, Melissa. It's okay to ask that person, hey, how would you like me to introduce you? Yes. It's okay to have that dialogue with that person because then you can find out a few things that you know is important to them, which, as we talked about, makes that person feel good, and it allows them to it's okay to ask, you know, how would you like me to introduce you? Are there a couple things you'd like me to, to share with, you know, when I'm introducing you? Or if you're doing a three-way call, that's another great time to ask, you know, how can I best introduce you to connect the, connect the dots? Because sometimes, again, and especially with the three-way call, if it is someone, and I love what you said, um, Vanessa, about, you know, connecting the dots, 
is, okay, well, where, who is this person? Where do you, you know, and if they say, okay, well, this person lives in, in, you know, somewhere in Canada, okay, great, well, there's, you know, you can connect them through that or whatever it might be. So it is okay to ask those questions about how do you want me to introduce you and also who, who are we connecting with so that you can, mm-hmm. again, set that tone and connect the dots with that. That's a great point, Phoebe, and maybe that can be a little bit of homework for people. Two things that I'd love to to give us homework tonight. One is to accept compliments, and that means do not go out tomorrow or the next day or the next day and get a compliment and do not don't brush it off. Make sure that you just accept it and just smile and say thank you. That is accepting a compliment with grace, and that is what we all need to work on. And then the second thing is, and if you catch someone not doing that, let's have a secret little wink that we give each other so that we, so that we know, a little reminder um, that we all should be doing that and accepting compliments graciously. And then the second thing is think about what you would want people to say about you. Think about what how you would like to be introduced. Think about what you would like the attributes to be that people assign to you when they introduce you. What what are you? What are you? How do you, and if you're not sure, then ask your closest friends um, what your best attributes are, and they'll, I'm sure they'll tell you all kinds of things that you may or may not see in yourself. And so I think that this is really a lesson in in introspection and in the way you're viewed, because oftentimes what the dialogue and that um, that running dialogue that happens in our head all the time is very, very different than the external dialogue and the energy coming towards us from other people. So, so think about that. Um, Melissa, any last words? I think you ladies did a fantastic job. I think uh, I agree with all those points. So, I, I, I think we're good. Cool. Good. All right. So we are, the time is dwindling quickly, ladies. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, this call is taking place once a month, and we're also hosting a monthly podcast that allows us to dig deeper into the topics that we raise on this call. I think this is a topic that, that we could explore forever and ever. I mean, this is a great, great topic. So we'll probably do more on this in future podcasts. Um, the podcast features men and women both inside and outside our profession, so we released our first Get Scaries and Gratitude podcast on June 5th, and it featured um, network marketing professional and industry icon Steve Schultz. And the second podcast was released on July 10th, and that featured another industry icon and a super savvy businesswoman, Marina Worre. Um, I honestly could have talked to Marina for hours. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to these interviews, I invite you to do so. Just go to gutsgraceandgratitude.podbean.com. And then mark your calendar because our next Guts, Grace, and Gratitude forum call will be on August 28th. So in the meantime, please join us for the ongoing discussion in the GGG forum group on Facebook. Give us your topic ideas. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And what we really, really want to do in that forum is get this dialogue going. All of us are experts in our own right um, on one topic or another or many topics, a multitude of topics. So please, please get your voice out there. Throw your topic ideas out there. Let's get the discussion going. It's not enough to just have a once-a-month call, although that's all we're doing. But this is something that we need to feed each other with positive energy and positive vibes and positive affirmations every single day. So hop on over to that GGG forum group on Facebook. 
And then, and if you're already part of the group, go ahead and invite your friends, whether they're in our business or not. I'm sure they'll find some value in it. And then finally, I want to thank all of the forum panel for sharing yourselves this evening. You ladies are amazing. I am so grateful to each of you. I'm so thankful to call you each my friend, and I'm so thankful to have this time with you and to be able to explore these very, very important topics with you. So I'm going to open up the lines. Thank you, ladies, so much. Let's open up the lines and say goodnight. <laughs>